Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series with Sean Timmons. The story continues. It's all in the timing, they say. So by this point in your career, you're a grand finalist, you're an origin player, you're a test player. Then disaster. You'd injure your knee, but it was more than just an injury. Tests revealed so much more. Run us through the timeline here, mate, and your emotional journey. Yeah, it was tough. I'd, uh, I'd only just... So it was 2000, actually, so I'd just been selected for New South Wales. So I played... Game one, game two at Lang Park, and done my knee. I'd had a bit of a knee drama leading up to it, and I remember we had a, an opposed session against the 19s the night before and had a knee clash, and we, my knee was sore, but they couldn't quite work out what it was. Like it went on for ages, but I could play and put up with the pain. And then mm. in Origin 2, I actually scored a try. I ran, I had to run 30-odd metres, scored, and then when I got up and I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't walk. I went off that night and they actually misdiagnosed me. They said I'd done cruciate, which I hadn't, but we ended up going and getting scans and it was all bone. I had bone, bad bone bruising, but the bone had all like pretty much just chipped away. So I had this big hole in my knee. So anyway, I had a few surgeries and they didn't work and it got worse and worse. And then I uh, looked to go overseas to see what it was. And time was ticking on, so I missed a whole back. I missed a year and a half of footy. Mm. I missed the back end of that uh, 2000, and then 2001, I did not play a game at all. And when I woke up from one of the surgeries, the uh, surgeon said, you're not going to play footy again. So, mate, I was I was shattered. I was in tears, but I, I thought that was it, and I was only 23 and just broke into mm. origin. So that was tough uh, to go through that. And I, I come off contract too, so I didn't know where I was going to stand, but, mate, the Dragons were great. They helped me out um, a lot and were willing to send me overseas or do whatever I had to, but I sort of was never going to give up on playing league, so I just kept working and working and finding a way. And anyway, I had this surgery. It was They'd never done it before, but it was my last option, so I said I'll give it a go. Had that surgery and sort of tried to come back from it, and obviously it took a long while. I didn't know whether it was going to or not, but... Yeah, got back and, um, yeah, as I said, it was a long time out of the game. It makes you realise how lucky you are. I knew I would love footy anyway, but yep. when it's taken away from you for that long, a year and a half, it uh, 
that lit another fire in me. So I just wanted to come back and prove that I could still play. So that was, uh, yeah, that was sort of a tough time for me career, that, but it made me more hungrier towards the back end. Did you think you were gone? Did you think this was game over? I did it. I did for a while, yeah. Um, I thought I was, yeah, no good. I remember I'd have surgery and I used to go down the beach by myself trying to run to see if I was still in pain and I'd done that for ages and I was still in pain, but it was just one of them injuries, a, a quite a bizarre injury which I hadn't seen before that that was different for everyone to try and work out what it was. But, you know, I just, I don't know, I had that desire in me that I was never going to try and give up, but uh, I hung in there and, uh, yeah, as I said, I ended up coming back and it was quite emotional when I come back because, yeah, as I said, it was sort of tough missing all that year, but I did come back and, uh, yeah, I ended up, I had goals I'd written down on what I wanted to do and achieve and to, uh, I ended up sort of achieving a lot of them goals coming back, so it made it a bit more rewarding. We'll jump around a little bit timeline-wise here, but again in 2003, this time the other knee. All yeah. told, how many operations did you go through to keep playing? Um, oh, at that time, I'd been through about 14. Um, Jesus. I've had, I'm up to 23 now. That's at the end of, <laughs> that's at the end of my career. But, yeah, I went through a bit. Um, yeah, so that was in that timeline. I had, to, yeah, I had plenty of surgeries. And then, I, as, as you said, I come back, played a year and, Towards the back end of that 03, I got the same pain in the other knee and knew straight away. So this time we knew what it was. So I had the exact same surgery on my opposite knee. So it was a little bit better because we knew what we were dealing with. We knew what it was. So I had that, I think it was in August. I missed the semis that year because I played the whole season, ended up getting player of the year, which was probably one of my biggest achievements. That's huge, isn't it? There's a goal right there, Tick. Yeah, well, that was probably old people go, what's one of your memories? And that's probably one of my, my best ones because the club was so loyal to me. I wanted to like try and repay them. So to come back after a year and a half out of the game, um, yeah, I was just hungry that year, desperate, and I thought I owed the club. So I ended up having a, a pretty good year. And, yes, I got player of the year, but I think I uh, my knee went on me with a round to go. So I sort of went and got the op and missed the semis that year, but then was pretty much right to go in 04. The following year, you'd play one game at 5-8 for the Dragons and then was selected there for New South Wales. Did that surprise you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, as a young <laughs> kid, I played 5-8 my okay. whole career until I reached first grade, but it did surprise me then because I'd been playing a lot of centre. But Brownie, I think Brownie, I may had something to do with it. He was good mates with Gus and I, I think Baz was injured at the time. Mm. So there was a bit of talk, I think, whether Gus had spoke to Brownie and said, chuck him at 5-8 might have a look at him for origin. So, and I love playing 5-8. So, anyway, played one game and then, yeah, Gus picked me at 5-8, which I loved because, yeah, it was a position I enjoyed. And then when I was playing out someone outside someone like Joey, mm. I didn't do much. I remember Joey just going to me, hey, listen, I'll run the show. I'll do, I'll do everything. You just float around. You just swing the long side. I'll organise. I'll kick. You just run, pass, or do what you want. So, made my job pretty easy hanging outside him. Taylor made number six, in the, especially in the state of origin arena, and you would go on to prove that. Playing with an immortal, Andrew Johns, you've played with a lot of great footballers, but Andrew Johns is an immortal, one of only a few in, in 120-odd years 
Uh, is that something you're, you're proud of or, or puts a smile on your face? Yeah, it does. Uh, as I said, just to be able to play, I, I played in uh, a few origins with him, mm-hmm. times at centre, one at, a couple at lock, but I think I played probably a whole series with him at 5'8". I think I, um, so, yeah, I look back on it now and it's something, yeah, yeah as you get older, you're, especially in being an immortal, which mm-hmm. I knew at the time he was a freak yeah. of a player. So to be able to play outside him, mate, I, I loved it. And even now when I see him, I like we're pretty good mates and chatting that a little bit. I loved the way he played. Uh, he was, you know him too. He was a lunatic yeah. off the field, and we had some good times. But he was such a uh, competitor when it was time to play up. He'd done that, but then when we hit the training field, he was guys like him and Freddie. Like they were just switched on, like you wouldn't believe. Like they'd train hard and they'd rip into blokes if they weren't aiming up, and so you didn't want to let them down. You and Joey were great on the field, also great off the field. I've got to ask, who is the looser unit, you or the immortal? Oh, Joey, hands down. Is that right? I think so, yeah. I just followed. I didn't mind a good time myself, but he, uh, yeah, no, I uh, I liked having a good time too. And I, that's why I just loved it. I look back on them camps and that, and blokes like Brian Fletcher and yep. these guys are getting to play with them, mate. We had some, we had some good times, some funny times, but uh, yeah, Joey was, Joey was up there with one of the best of them. You could tell a lie as well, whether it was a, a, a good story or not. He might have tossed half them up. <laughs> 2004 in blue, probably your finest moment, almost celebrated moment. Is that how you see it, the field goal? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I get a little bit, not embarrassed by it, but sometimes I I suppose that's all people sometimes bring up or remember. Like So that, I don't know whether that's been ungrateful or mm. like I'm, I'm very happy I've got a moment in origin that'll sort of go down history, very happy like, I won, played in four series, won three of them. So, um, yeah, sometimes it gets a bit, you feel like saying, oh, well, fuck, I've done more than kicking a field goal, but yes. I'm not going to complain. Like, yeah. as I said, there's a moment in origin history that can not be taken away from me now, and there's always highlights, and it's always on some of them rules. So that's something I am proud of, and it was just one of them moments. I think uh, as a kid, you're sort of in the backyard practising and talking about kicking a winning goal or winning – I'm going to win the grand final and kick this. It was sort of one of them moments that just happened and come. And I, uh, yeah, I do look back on it with, as I said, I was to be able to play Origin was something special. But to be able to, to have a moment in Origin history is huge. And we went on to win that series. And that was my last series. And that was the year Freddie retired too. So it was a good way to go out. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. It was game one of the series, eight all. Golden Point had arrived. Then, then this. Eight points all. We are in Golden Point Extra Time. A shot from Timmons has got the height. It's got the length. 
Timo, what do you recall of the moments leading into that kick and then actually striking the ball? Well, I can remember because I was on the bench at the right, at the back end of the game. So what Craig Wing, we all know, he used to be the super sub. Yeah. So because I was playing 5-8, there was a lot of times I'd start at 5-8, play there. Craig Wing had come on. I might have moved to the middle or had a, like, had a rest. And I think at that time of the game, Craig Wing was on. And I was off, but they obviously it went eight all. Game over. Gus called everyone in. And Gus said to me, mate, I want you on for this part of the game. So that just gave me a... A huge amount yeah. of confidence when when someone like Gus School says that it was the first time Golden Point had been used or bought in that for that origin that year. So when Gus said that to me, it just gave me a lot of confidence that he wanted me on there in this important part of the game. So I remember that, and then I just remember Craig Gow was the half that night because we had I think Brett Kamali was out, Joey was out, mm. Baz was out. So me and him were probably the last men standing in the halves. But <laughs> Gowie had had a couple of shots and they were hammering him, like putting pressure on him, probably because yep. they knew there was no one else to kick. So I thought, well, fuck, what have I got to lose here? This is one of the moments. Why don't I just call for it off uh, Bedsy? And wasn't sure whether he'd pass it to me, but he did. And I don't know, I hit it and it just, I don't know, I hit it good. I hit it. I knew I hit it good at the time. And to see it sail over straight beyond the Blatchy Blues. The Blatchy Blues were only just building them, but there was a big crew of them behind the beyond the post. So to see that go over and see them go berserk was uh, was uh, was amazing. But there was a good little story to it with it. My I had my whole family there: my wife, my family, her family, and the old man. The old man and brothers had been on the beers all game. <laughs> the old man loves a beer, but he at full time he ducked off to have a piss. Oh no, he's missed it. He's missed it. He'd lined up in the toilet and come back and the family were going berserk and he's gone, what's happened? And they said, oh, Sean's just kicked the field goal. <laughs> so, mate, he didn't see it, but he's seen it plenty of times since. Uh, mate, he copped the ribbon for it, but, yeah, so it's quite funny, but he didn't actually get to see it live. Timo, we saw you play centre. We saw you play 5'8", lock, second row. What was your favourite position? But more importantly... Where were you best if you had to self-judge? Uh, well, probably I loved playing five. As I said, when I was a young kid, I played five-eight. But then mm. when I got into first grade, I moved to the centres because a bloke by well, the name of Trent Barrett sort of come into grade a year after me and they put him at five-eight. So I had some great years at centre playing outside Baz, like myself and Mary were the centres and Trent was a five-eight. And to be able to, like he was a mad player, Trent, like yeah. big, strong, but running off him was outstanding. So I had some real good years playing there. 5-8 I loved, only because I got the hands on the ball a bit more, yep. but I probably it probably wasn't my best position, but I liked playing there. Didn't really love back row. I liked lock. Okay. Not, there's much, I liked lock being able to roam around. I didn't like being locked on a sort of one side, Yep. if that makes sense. But, yeah, so I, at, at times in my career, I liked them all, but centre was probably, I suppose, where I played my better footy. I had a couple of good years at uh, lock. I, won, I got 2004, got... Daly M. Yeah, that's right. That year, I had a pretty decent year. So, but yeah, if I did have to nominate one, it was probably, I probably had me better years at probably Santa. Did we see the best of Sean Timmons, considering the knee injuries and everything else that happened? Um, yeah, I don't know if I can use them as an excuse, but I think that hurt me a little bit uh, once I did have the op. It limited me training a little bit and um, I still, yeah, I still had some decent years, but I, I look back now and go, if I could have not had them yep. major injuries and had to do what I'd done, like I've seen how much being involved with rugby league 
clubs, how much it helps if you can have a good off-season and do everything, how much that makes your footy better. Yep. But whether that could have happened, but, mate, as I said, I, I can't complain. I just got on with – I wasn't the most talented player. Um, I just tried to give it me all sort of every game. I just wanted to have a crack. But, as I said, I wasn't the most talented player, but I just – wherever I played, I tried to have a crack. I've got you in my team every time, mate. Now – the knees were just about done. Your final game was 2006, the grand final qualifier against Melbourne. Good memory or sad memory? Uh, pretty sad. I was starting to struggle 06 with my knees. I was struggling. Mate, I was getting needles in my knee on a captain's run. I wouldn't train all week. Shit. I was in all sorts. I knew I was done, um, but we were still a pretty good side. We had a really good side, and I knew we were still a hope of hopefully mm. – Getting that dream of winning the grand final, but yeah, as I said, but two years though, we had 05, 06, we got to the grand final qualifier twice, but just sort of fell short. So it was, it was quite sad, but just uh, yeah, I, I that's when I was struggling, and I think I probably wasn't playing to where I could have been. As I said, it was yeah, it was quite hard on my knees, and mate, I could hardly, I was getting my knees drained, I was getting after training sessions and then getting them needled and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. But to go out with the club and I got to play over 210 games with, I, I look back on and it was it was proud. It was it was good, but it was a bit of a sad way, I suppose, to go out. Not everyone gets the fairy tale. One of your personal values is loyalty. You offer that up in friendship on and off the field, and you expect it, which you should. You would offer your services again to the Dragons the following year when one of your teammates, Mark Gasnier, went down injured because it was a long-term injury. I think it was a peck. The club said no. Was that just reality? Was it heartbreaking or did it piss you off? No, I think it was reality. I think it was a bit more of a probably a – I don't know whether it was a joke, but I just threw it out there if you if you want someone. Yeah. But, mate, I knew I was no good. I'd actually signed to go to England for 07, 08. For Cass? Cass, but I, I, I even had to pull the pin on that because I just knew that I had nothing left in me. So, yeah, it was no real disappointment because – yeah, I knew my I was done at the time. I suppose I was just a little bit lost out of league that first year yeah. and was still looking to chase a dream. But no, nah, there was no – I was angry at him because I knew that I was uh, an old fucking bloke running on shit legs, so they didn't want me. We couldn't go anywhere without mentioning a few Timo yarns. And one of the specialties back in the day was to go out on the drink get yourself in all sorts of trouble, then pay blokes to swap clothes with you on the spot so you wouldn't get recognised. Mate, the security guard story is a belter. <laughs> well, I learnt that off my good mate, Fitzy. Fitzy, Craig Fitzgibbon, he used to be a, a clothes swapper. We'd done it on a tour once. He swapped clothes with Wayne Bennett. Mate, they dead set. You couldn't tell. Both skinny, <laughs> tall blokes. So anyway, when it started from there. So when we used to have drinks and... Yeah, I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, this morning, I think it was a mad Monday, actually. We had a security guard that used to follow the team around a bit. So I'd, yeah, I, I hit him up one night. I said, mate, can we swap those? So we were in the toilet. We swapped the whole whole kit. I had the full security guard <laughs> outfit on, but went out and I'd give the, give the boys a good laugh. But yeah. yeah, I did love swapping gear. I did it at the. Um, Kemble Grange race course one day we were having a team event and, you know, the big dragon, our um, mascot. Your mascot, yeah. He'd been there because it was a bit of a family day too, so he'd been there all day doing his thing and I went into the toilet to have a piss. 
And he was in there. He was knocking off for the day. He hopped out of it. He was sweating up like you wouldn't believe. It was a warm day. I said, hey, go, <laughs> let's swap kit. So I put that on. I walked back out the races and you can't see who's in it. Yeah. So I was going up to a few of the boys on the drink and I'd start talking. They're like, what the fuck's in that thing? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we used to do that a little bit, swapping gear, but yeah, it was always a good laugh. What about when you thought you were doing the right thing by cleaning up Brisbane? What happened there, yeah. old mate? Yeah, well, it was a, uh, yeah, I got myself in a little bit of trouble there. I was up there on a corporate trip with the Dragons and I was injured as usual. I'd had a new arthroscope. And Peter Dowster, old CEO, said, mate, you can come up, uh, be a bit of an ambassador, do the right thing by me, don't drink and do all that. And I'm like, yeah, sweet, no worries. So it was Origin played on the Wednesday night. So I'd been up there all week, didn't have a beer, done all the right things. And then the Dragons played on the Friday night, two nights after in Brisbane. So I didn't play, but we watched and we had a win right on the bell. I think Aaron Gold kicked a a goal from the yeah, sideline. I recall it. The boys, the boys were in a mood after it, and they got back. We didn't get back to the motel eleven. They're all going, going out, and they're going, "Come on, come on, let's go out." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm not allowed to look after me knee." Anyway, Trent was a captain. He goes, "Come on, just go for a few." So I'm like, "Oh, I can't let the captain down." <laughs> so we went out. We had a few. Oh, well, we'd had a couple. It got to about two o'clock, and I thought I'd better go. So I started walking home. It was in Fortitude Valley. And there was one of a huge street sweeper on the side of the road, but there was no council bloke in it. <laughs> so I just thought, I'll hop in it and go for a spin up the road. And I hopped in and drove up the road past all the players were there at a kebab shop. <laughs> and the next thing, there was coppers everywhere because it was near closing time. So I uh, I got locked up for the night. Didn't get let out until the morning. And Big Craig Young, the ex-copper, oh. come and picked me up. And I had to go straight back to the CEO's room for a meeting. It, was, it wasn't nice. <laughs> Got myself in a bit of strife. He's had a good laugh of it ever since. He's had a good laugh since we've retired. And, but at the time, I was in a little bit of trouble. So, yeah, that was a that was a moment. I moment of madness. I didn't hurt. I didn't hurt anyone. But it was yeah, it wasn't great at the time. It's fitting we finish with the giggle because that's the constant about you that I've found anyway. We've known each other the entire time. We've shared some great times. A bloke that was never above anyone else you always had a smile a firm handshake and and good for a beer and a laugh 210 first grade games nine for australia nine for new south wales and some cracking moments along the journey sean timmons you sir are a legend thanks andy and mate thank you you're as i said you're the same you've been around the game a long time and you're always one of the the media guys that chat and have a laugh and a beer with everyone so appreciate it We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.